0: There's been an outpouring of support for Bill Safety DeMar Hamlin from the Bengals, the Bills, and the NFL community at large in addition to a small update from the league as to next steps. I'm joined by Charlie Goldsmith today as we break it all down.
1: You are Locked On Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: We're going to do another episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast today with a different tone than we normally have on a football podcast. I am your host, Jake. Let's go today by the Cincinnati Inquirer's Charlie Goldsmith. Who you can follow on Twitter at Charlie G with two underscores, Charlie G underscore underscore. And Charlie, today we're going to start with obviously the Jamar Hamlin story as we continue to send our best wishes prayers, and whatever works for you. I'm not going to assume what our listeners feel religiously or not as they show their support in whatever way works best for them. There was a statement from the Hamlin family expressing gratitude to the medical staff, to the Buffalo Bills organization, to Coach Taylor, and the Cincinnati Bengals organization for all of the Huge, huge support for DeMar Hamlin's GoFundMe for his charity, which I think is over $4 million on, uh, on Tuesday. And that has been impressive to me, Charlie. The thing that is encouraging out of this as we wait for news on DeMar Hamlin's health is that we've seen a lot of good in humanity. Come what I... From- Bengals fans, from Bills fans, and Cincinnati and Buffalo and around around the country, as it was a high profile game, everyone saw it, of course, and so that is uh, reinvigorates some faith in humanity, at least a little bit.
2: The word I keep going back to is compassion, uh, it's mm-hmm. a word Mike Brown used in his statement. It's something we saw, you know, very quickly in this process on Monday night. It's something we saw as wave after wave of people um, showed up at the UC Medical Center. It's something we've seen today is, you know, I'm looking outside in downtown Cincinnati and prayers uh, for Hamlin signs everywhere on the scoreboards at Great American Ballpark, the lights blue in downtown Cincinnati. Uh, it feels like everything has has stopped. And, you know, across the league, across the NFL community, across the city of Cincinnati, everyone's, um, you know, support, encouragement, anything they can give is focused on DeMar Hamlin.
0: It should be. There's nothing that we can say that is going to be novel or profound in this moment. I leave that to the ex-players that have weighed in with their perspective, especially Ryan Clark, who I keep going back to, who had a similar, I guess similar is the wrong word, had a health scare of his own uh, sickle cell complication and and can speak to what that experience was like for him. Mark Ingram talking about, you know, his sister texting him, wouldn't mind if you retired. Aaron Rodgers giving credit to Zach Taylor for his response. And a lot of people, I think, giving credit to Zach Taylor for his response. And I'll echo that because I think that he handled it as well as you could as the opposing head coach in that situation. And clearly putting the game second to whatever Sean McDermott and his team needed in that moment. So I'll echo all of those thoughts and, and suggest that if you're looking for those perspectives of people that have been through this, that those are out there from, from our perspective, Charlie, it's not really changed, right? There's nothing more to say than you hope for the best. You never want to see that happen. You're grateful for the medical attention. You're grateful for the response. And it's fully outside of our control from a media perspective. You were there, of course. You were you were part of the chaos at Paul Brown Stadium that maybe the chaos isn't localized anymore, but I, I think that it is still a very chaotic situation for the NFL. We'll get into that a little bit later. What was what was that for you? What, what was the, what was your perspective having been there?
2: It was very human. It was very raw. Um, there are two two things that happened that really stick with me still. Uh, the first was seeing the players' parents and families just waiting to uh, see their kids, their family members after the game. That was something I could really relate to. Um, that was uh, again something very human, something very powerful, something very strong. And then there were some other players who, you know, maybe they didn't have family at the game. I saw several Bengals players walking out of the locker room. The first thing they did in that private moment when they had a minute to themselves was they picked up the phone. And, you know, I don't know if they were calling family or spouses or parents. Um, you know, I did the same thing. I called my parents right after I left the game on Monday night. It was um, like, like the looks on people's faces, especially as they continue to reflect just on on the devastation, the, the disaster, the tragedy of what we saw on Monday night. That's, that's something I'm never going to forget.
0: I called it a uh, a shared trauma experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to reiterate that today. DeMar Hamlin, first and foremost, that message doesn't change. In addition to that, if you need help as an observer from the outside watching the show or you're at the game or whatever it is, whatever your role was in this event, I mm-hmm. encourage you to seek that help. And if you are the, the sort sending prayers or whatever it is, thoughts, whatever your version of, of showing support is certainly DeMar Hamlin, the rest of the bills organization, T Higgins, the Bengals organization, everyone involved, because that's what this event is. It's easy for no one. It's complicated. It's chaotic. It's emotional. And it's all right if you don't have the answers right now. It seems like nobody really has answers right now. And that makes it hard when there's nothing concrete and you're just waiting. That is hard. The NFL did issue a statement, Charlie, and while there are continued shows of support happening for the player, the league is trying to find its way forward. I do want to talk about that a little bit as far as what the league's plans are, as far as what's next for the Bengals organization is there are no current plans to resume this game and that decision is still in progress. So we'll do that next. And there's no way to transition to an ad break here that's going to feel good. But as I try to continue to be here for our audience, I do want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for today's show, which is Ultimate Football GM. We've told you about them, and the game is still out there. So if you need a break from the harshness of reality right now and would like to escape into the world of football, Ultimate Football GM is a game that could give you that opportunity between all of the aspects of managing a franchise, hiring coaches and players, Getting through the draft, Ultimate Football GM has all of those aspects for you. Right now, you can get a boost to your franchise using promo code LOCKEDON and all caps a 100% free boost to your franchise when you sign up. You can check it out at ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the App Store. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM, where you can start your dynasty today.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Charlie, there was a statement from the NFL and from the Cincinnati Bengals as Tuesday went on and we continued to not really get much in the way of definitive news. I want to start with Mike Brown's comments because this is in line with what we've seen around the NFL as all 32 teams have changed their social media profiles to support for Damar Hamlin. Mike Brown sharing similar sentiment. And it goes back to what you said earlier, that word you keep coming back to is compassion. And and what that that's really what stands out to me about what Mike Brown said, our hearts are with everyone in this unprecedented time. What we can do is support one another, expressing gratitude, of course, and, and further prayer for the player. Um, I'll just say, I guess, that I'm really appreciative of what the Bengals are doing in this situation.
2: Yeah, the line that ha- has stuck with me all along most is what you just said, What we continue, what we can continue to do is to support one another. And I think that's the line the Bengals have embodied. Over the last 24 hours, um, the empathy that Zach Taylor showed on Monday night, um, the, the way he crossed over to the other side of the field, uh, the way he handled the conversations with the Bills coaching staff in the tunnel, the way he showed up to the hospital on Monday night. Um, I, I think the entire Bengals organization has followed that tone throughout this process. Then, of course, uh, the Bengals captains going over to do some hold some similar conversations with the Bills on Monday night as well. I think there's been a lot of empathy, a lot of compassion, a lot of caring and understanding. And I think, you know, you've seen the rest of the league have that same attitude as well uh, to support the bills as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Which is important. And and that's one of the things that I keep coming back to every time I try to move on and and discuss other aspects of this. It, it does always come back to that. And, and you mentioned the Bengals leadership in, in the, in the locker room as well with the players and, There was some reporting from Mike DeFabo uh, who apparently spoke with Cal He He's a Steelers beat writer for The Athletic. A lot of pit ties, of course. Mike Tomlin spoke glowingly about Hamlin as well and and, and an emotional statement in his presser on Tuesday. But apparently Cal Adamitis confirming that as soon as Cincinnati got the update on DeMar Hamlin's condition, Joe Burrow was the first one to speak up and ask if the team – could visit the Bills' locker room to express their support and, and their concern. And so, again, th- that bit of humanity is nice to see in, I mean that, in these dark moments.
2: I mean, that was, you know, what we saw, just the, the looks on everyone's faces as they were walking across to the other side of the locker room. Um, that's something that, you know, that's a a way of, of – being that Joe Burrow has just been consistently with what we've seen him do in his Heisman Trophy speech, what we've seen him do um, with his foundation, um, the the caring mentality and mindset has been something that has been a part of Joe Burrow becoming the you know national figure that he's been. It very much fits what um, you know again the actions he's taken over the course of his life, and it's something he continued to do on Monday and through the week.
0: You're seeing that support from prominent figures throughout the NFL as well as we've discussed. The, the $4 million plus raised for the Mark Hamlin's charity includes sizable donations from Andy Dalton, who I think his wife on Instagram, JJ, was talking about not forgetting the outpouring of support from the Bills. Uh, fan base going back to 2017, uh, you saw a $10,000 donation from Tom Brady, I think go in athletes in the NBA, expressing their support for Hamlin, for the Bills, for the Bengals. And and I, I am also encouraged, I'll say this, that in many of the discussions around this, people aren't leaving out the Bengals side of it. Obviously, I, I don't say this to diminish anything. DeMar Hamlin's health, I, I don't need to say it again, I'm just going to say it anyway, it does come first. But it's easy to forget about secondary uh, impacts of these sorts of things. And so it is encouraging that people continue to point out and, and support both sides here that the NFL and NFLPA have highlighted uh, mental health resources available to players on both sides for any team in the NFL, in fact. And so, we you know, we talk about mental health a lot. And so it's nice to see that be a focus uh, on Tuesday as well.
2: I mean, you know, we were speaking about this a few minutes ago, the concept of supporting one another. Um, we've seen statements from NFL teams shop- talking about this, showing the power of the community in the NFL, um, a group of people that can come together in a way like they have to support Demar Hamlin's uh, toy drive and all the donations that you mentioned as well. Uh, community, I think, has been a very big piece of the reaction we've seen over the last day and a half.
0: Yeah, absolutely has been. I am, again, I keep coming back to it, encouraged to see that. I hope to see that continue. uh, Adding humanity to the sport whenever possible, when it can sometimes be forgotten. I I wish it didn't take such dramatic and drastic circumstances for for that to happen, but here we are with that reminder that I hope stays with us for some time. Uh, We're going to finish the show with, probably the least important bit of all of this, but the league does go on one way or another. The NFL issued a statement on Tuesday as well that leaves some questions, but may at least for now provide some answers and direction to the NFL as they look to continue and look for direction from the league's office. So we'll finish the show with what's next. And again, no great way to do this. Want to thank again the sponsor making it possible for me to be here today. The second sponsor of today's show is linked in jobs. We've told you about them before. If you need to hire people, they provide you with excellent tools to find qualified candidates more efficiently. They give you questionnaires that will help you filter through those candidates for your jobs and attract those quality candidates Faster and easier than any other tool out there. The job qualification screening, I just can't imagine anything making it more efficient. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find those quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL again to post your job for free. If you're a small business, you're part of the group that's ranked LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors, terms and conditions, apply.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: To finish the show, Charlie, as I struggle through ad reads, which are incredibly unpleasant to do in a time like this, but they are the reason that we are doing this show. They're the reason that this is possible. Uh, We're going to go to the NFL statement. The big takeaway for me, outside of repeating the the lines for Damar Hamlin's health that we've talked about quite a bit, uh the game won't be resumed this week so any makeup if it does happen will not occur this week teams are essentially instructed to prepare for week 18 no changes to the week 18 schedule at this time the bengals time slot as of the time of this recording is still not decided still in the air between a a one o'clock or a late afternoon game But the statement saying the league has not made any changes to the week 18 regular season schedule, and they will continue to provide information as it becomes becomes available. My initial reaction to this, Charlie, was why haven't all of these decisions been made? I understand the need to triage and take things one step at a time and, and help teams understand what they need to do this week first. But delaying these decisions in my opinion does add a layer of chaos to things and there's no good resolution here and we'll talk about that as well but a bit of a half step to me that's just my opinion it is important to get the ball rolling I would have liked to have seen more definitive direction Uh, but at least it's a start Yeah, as of right now,
2: the plan is for the Bills and the Bengals and every team across the NFL to show up tomorrow and go over their first down game plans and their first 15 scripted plays. That's the crazy part for me. Um, That's what's so shocking that we're sitting here right now and that's still going on as scheduled. Um, You know, we talk about the compartmentalization that has to go on in the NFL. Um, This seems like a level that shouldn't have to go on for right now players to even be thinking about practicing going through meetings tomorrow I don't know how you handle that as a coaching staff I don't know how you handle that as captains and a leadership group of the team I don't know how that how you handle that on an individual level Uh, I do know that what the NFL does really in the next 16 hours um, will you know be a part of a big conversation that will have an impact forever you know as we try to better understand the NFL's approach and role and perspective and really priorities um, going through a situation like this.
0: Yeah, it seems like the NFL had a plan for the acute situation. You know, everyone's talked about at this point, the emergency response plan that was enacted on the field to, to get Damar Hamlin immediate treatment and get him to the designated trauma center, UC Medical Center. But they, they didn't have the rest of the answers figured out. And maybe they do. Again, this could be the slow machinery of the NFL going through its due process and and things just taking time and, and information taking time to get to the public. It's possible that teams know more than we do. We haven't heard from most teams, although, Charlie, we were talking before the show and at least the Titans had an open locker room on Tuesday with their game on Saturday. So... I can't imagine it. I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw me react when Charlie said, yeah, players are going to show up and go through their first down game plans tomorrow. I mean, just saying that out loud feels insane to me. The NFL has always continued its march and has not been deterred in the past. This is the most substantial reaction to an in-game injury we've ever seen from the NFL, but as of now on Tuesday evening at about 6:30 p.m. the league goes on for week 18 without a clear answer about the Bills or Bengals. And, and for those two teams, I don't know how you show up and go to work.
2: Yeah, you mentioned Ryan Clark, um, you know, him echoing what what a number of former players have been saying on, you know, television and radio this week. I'm taking this opportunity to just listen and understand that I don't know what it's like to be a player and compartmentalize in the way like they've always had to throughout their lives. Mm-hmm. And then, a, you know, like you mentioned, a trauma like this that no one's ever had to to deal with on the football field in this way at this level before, um, the the again, the trauma that comes with that. I think it's so important to listen to the, the players' perspective in particular. I hope the NFLPA is very involved. I hope that the Bengals' player reps and captains are at the focal point. Excuse me, of course, the Bills first. Uh, players and captains and of course the Bengals and every other team across the league as well I hope those are really the people driving these conversations um, because no one knows um, what everyone individually is going through right now and it's important to start your decisions with that in
0: mind and it's certainly possible that that is a reason that we haven't gotten more clarity on the Bengals-Bills situation specifically these teams the Bills in particular I imagine aren't in a place where they're ready to talk about, you know, what to do next. The idea of resuming the game seems a little outlandish to me. Like you're going to tell these 50 plus players on both sides to go out and, and we're just going to line up on first and 10, right where DeMar Hamlin got hurt. I mean, it's unfathomable. just, Just as crazy to me as thinking about showing up and going through your first down plan on Wednesday we'll see how these teams react I hope that there's some compassion for the Bengals and Bills players from the league office I don't really know what their options are so this is the least important thing we're going to talk about it a little bit here I don't know what the league is meant to do with this situation because almost no matter what happens From a a competitive football perspective, again, just to reiterate, this is the least important thing. We're going to talk about it briefly. There's no clean answer. You call the game a no contest, someone benefits, others are are going to be on the losing side of that transaction. Call it a tie, it's essentially the same thing as calling it a no contest. You force a team to forfeit i mean how is that fair you you do a coin flip i mean we leave we're we're just reducing competition to a coin flip at that point so i'm not sure what the way forward here is for the nfl i don't have a good answer i don't know if there is a good answer objectively speaking and you know, you mentioned it, Charlie. I think this has to come sooner than later. You know, next 16 hours, whatever the time frame is, letting this linger and adding more uncertainty. This isn't, I don't think this is like baseball where you can say, oh, they'll play the game if they have to play the game. Because I think in 99% of scenarios, I'm, I'm pretty sure tiebreaker order is head-to-head, conference record, and and then common games. I might be missing one, but I think you get to common games. That might also be tied. Then it goes to strength of schedule or strength of victory. I think strength of victory is next. So you're either talking about getting to strength of victory tiebreaker for the Bills and Bengals if it comes to it, or, or finding some other resolution. And I do not envy the decision makers. I don't know what the good choice is. Do you have any, any thoughts on that?
2: I don't see the downside of not playing this weekend. Um, we haven't gotten any indication that that'll be the case. In fact, what the NFL said, that yeah. week 18 is currently on as scheduled. Um, but I think this is what you have a week between the AFC Championship and NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl for. Um, you know, We've seen different tragedies. We've seen sports take a break. Um, I think that can be really important. I think you can have a, a few days to uh, attempt to reset attempt to try to, you know, enter next Monday and then start thinking about a football game with a full week. Um, Other than that, I'm not really sure what happens, you know, of course with the playoffs, like there would be no situation where the game doesn't matter from what I understand seating wise um, specifically like with the AFC North, for example. So, but I think that's something that doesn't matter. I think that since there's no realistic or frankly like respectable way to just pick up that game where you left off. I feel like a tie or a no contest is what makes the most sense for the Bengals game against the Bills. Um, the Bengals would finish the season with 16 games. The Bills would finish the season with 16 games. The playoff seeds go where they may. And you understand that it's, you know, a, a very unique situation going on right now.
0: Yeah, you just deal with it, right? Because exactly. Why You're going to sit there. I mean, priorities come up at that point right don't don't squabble over playoff seating just let's just put it behind us and and if if people are ready to move on then move on i i do hope that the nfl listens to the players to echo your point if there is a desire to take some time to to try to figure out what's next use the resources available to you explore all of your all of your avenues here and Let's just try to avoid exacerbating trauma because, uh, you know, that's the last thing that anyone wants to do. So we'll continue to monitor the news here as as it progresses, as we wait for clarification from the NFL as to next steps, as we wait and hope for good news on Demar Hamlin. Charlie, appreciate you taking some time to join today and to provide your perspective as you were there locally. And you obviously do a great job, really admire your work with the Inquirer, And it's difficult to cover and talk about, but we're going to continue to to show up here and, and do what we can do for our audience as we all try to to figure out what's next in this situation. And hopefully we're getting good news and, we're able to return to to a football conversation soon until then we're going to continue to do our best here so hope you're doing all right if you're listening and thanks for listening and hope you have a good one
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast